A few months ago, during Thanksgiving, my family and I went camping at Fort Davis. We were really excited. We got a, got a Sunday off. We had a, a wonderful time. But as often happens when you go camping with a lot of, a lot of stuff, you miss, you forget certain stuff. One of the things we forgot was my son's Dominic coat. Uh, <laughs> and it was about 25 degrees at night, so we were like, this is an important thing. Um, and so Fort Davis is a really lovely place, a nice small community, but there's not a lot of um, clothing options in Fort Davis, especially at 6 a.m. when you wake up with a three-year-old jumping on you. And so we decided to go to Fort Stockton, which is an hour and a half away. To Walmart. We got to Walmart at 7.30 a.m., bright and shiny. We were so excited. And it was like, what is this amazing temple? Uh, the heater was on. There were lights. <laughs> it was great. Um, so we were like, we're just going to take our time and, and mosey around and enjoy it. And so going, going through, we got, we got some, some extra tent stakes. We got a coat. Uh, but Dominic ended up in the electronics section at Walmart, where there was this flyer for the Pokemon game for Nintendo Switch. And he was in love. And it was, it was the most amazing thing ever seen in his life. And he, he got three copies of the flyer, the advertisement, to take home and just never <laughs> stop talking about it. So they might want that in the back, back of your head. So it's like, just like an Alice's restaurant, I'll tell you that story, I'll tell you this one. So, that's, yeah, good. The three of you can get that too. It's great. You should look up Alice's Restaurant on YouTube. You can hear the whole thing. It's 20 minutes of pure magic. Um, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> I digress. So, last week, a week, week and a half ago, Dominic had surgery. He got um, his tonsils out, he had his adenoids out, and he had a bar removed from his arm. He's six years old. It was an hour and a half procedure. Since then, we've had to give him meds every three hours. And so it's like having an infant. Again, you wake up every three hours, you give him the medication. One of the stipulations, though, because of all the surgeries, was he couldn't jump and run. Now, a six-year-old boy who's told he cannot jump or run is, is it's challenging. Uh, but we were already in this kind of strange space because we could give him all the ice cream he wanted. <laughs> As well, we were told by the doctor to get gummy candy. You know the candy your dentist tells you never to get? Well, we were told to get that candy because it helps his jaw. And so we got, like, lots of different, like, Sour Patch straws and gummy bears and jelly beans and all this. So we're already like going the opposite end of the parenting spectrum. And then it was like, <laughs> we need to try and give him as much screen time as possible. <laughs> Which we never thought it would be a problem, but apparently he wanted to not just watch movies all day. We thought, oh, this will be easy. He can just watch movies all day. And it's like, no, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to do that. We've, we've trained him too well. Um, <laughs> So a few days into it, I put this plea out on Facebook for someone who have a Nintendo Switch for my boy, for my six-year-old, so that he could be occupied, because I just need screen time. I need him to be looking at a screen for a few more hours a day. It's like, never thought these words would come out. Um, and thankfully, thankfully, a friend, a friend followed through, and, and we had one. And so last, last week during General Conference, over those four days... Um, I did not watch, I did not follow on social media. I played um, Nintendo Switch with my son. <laughs> I played this game called Legend of Zelda, which I had played at his age on the 8-bit Nintendo system. But it was, it's a little more advanced than that one, though some of the music's kind of similar. 
But so we would, so while this was going on, I was like, people would text like, Wilson, what do you think happened today? I was like, I have no idea what happened today. <laughs> I'm playing Zelda with my son. And then when he went to bed, I might have played a little bit by myself. <laughs> One of the neat things about this new Zelda game is you, get, you have to climb a lot. There's a lot of climbing. He has this amazing stamina. Um, but you get to the top of a mountain or a tower, and you can just paraglide down. And you just... And it's really beautiful. It's a lovely, beautifully rendered landscape. You don't have to walk down the mountain. Now, this is a game about monsters and swords and magic and, like, these crazy divine machines. But the most unrealistic thing about it is that you can just paraglide down the mountain. You don't have to walk down. In our life, in our reality, after every mountaintop is a journey down the mountain. The disciples follow Jesus up the mountain. They see amazing things. They have the second mountaintop experience. The first was with Moses. The first was Moses going up on Mount Sinai and his face changing and shining and receiving the Torah of God. Peter, James, and John go up the mountain. They have a vision, this amazing vision. They see Jesus in glory. And Peter wants to stay there. He wants to build a house there. What a reaction. It's like second level stuff. He's like, okay, this is awesome. I'm going to live the rest of my life here. Then Jesus lets him know that he has to go down. And he can't paraglide. He can't just jump down. He can't just skip to the next step. He can't just fast forward to when it all gets resolved. Some of you have had amazing mountaintop experiences, moments of God's love pouring over you. It, it is overwhelming. You want to stay in that moment. And then there's the come down. And then there's the time when you have to go back to regular life. In another section, when Moses comes down the mountains, he sees that all the Israelites had kind of got bored with him being gone and decided they needed a different god. What if we just kind of melt all the gold and make this nice little calf? And he threw down his loss. When Jesus goes down the mountain, he goes directly to Jerusalem. That's why Transfiguration Sunday is the Sunday before Lent. Because it's the Sunday, it's the time before Jesus goes towards Jerusalem. And we know what happens there. When Peter goes down the mountain, Peter sees Jesus in glory. He sees Moses and Elijah. He hears the voice from the clouds. And still, on Good Friday, he denies him three times. We can't stay on the mountain forever. We can't pick our favorite experience or moment and just replicate it over and over again. We can't paraglide down. The come down is the hardest part of climbing a mountain. Mount Tabor in Israel, where most people think the Transfiguration took place, is about, juts up about 1,800 feet from the surrounding area. You can see it from all around. It is woody and winding and treacherous. There's, there's a road on it now. There's a Franciscan monastery on the top, but it's still hard to get up. It doesn't seem like it should be that hard. It doesn't seem that tall, but it is, it is a tricky, tricky mountain. 
downhill walks wreck your knees. Doesn't matter if you're six or 60, they wreck your knees. Our bodies are not made to just be chomping downhill. It would be so nice to just paraglide down, to just jump off the top and just ease on down and get to where you want it to be. When I was escaping from reality with Zelda, In many ways, I was acting like Peter and wanting to build the houses and stay on the mountain. I didn't want to deal with the things I didn't want to deal with. I was also, like Peter, in the garden, falling asleep again and again. And Jesus saying, guys, just wait a little bit. And going off and praying and everybody falling asleep again and again. God transforms lives. That's what our God does. God transforms lives. God transformed my life and many of our lives. Our God works wonders. But then something even more amazing happens. A transformed life is not the end of the story. Paul's story does not end at the Damascus Road. It doesn't end at conversion. Peter's story doesn't end on Mount Tabor. My story did not end on the mountain where I felt my call to ministry. Not only did I have to come down that mountain into the murk and mire of the Methodist ordination process, I was sent down. I was sent down. You are loved by God. Every one of you here today is loved by God, and God will meet you where you are, but God will not leave you there. You cannot stay there. You cannot stay on the mountain. The story of the Exodus does not end on Mount Sinai. It is still going on today. We are not saved for ourselves. The mountaintops are not just for us. We are not transformed for ourselves. Our world does not exist on a mountain. There is such deep brokenness everywhere we look. The national news about the UMC on Tuesday was quickly replaced by five other headlines of other stuff going on around, around the world. We come down the mountain to the lives of others and we can meet them in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of the God who works wonders and transforms lives. We can meet people on our way down the mountain or we can just keep on going on our way. Like again, like, like this parable of the Good Samaritan. Like the Levite who is going on his way. He's going on his business. He has his job to do. He sees the person on the side of the road. But that is not in his plan. That is not in his story of himself. So he keeps on walking. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul basically says that if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, we should just eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. What's the point of all this? We should just give it up. But if he did rise, if he did rise, then everything is different. That means that when we go down the mountain, we don't need to hide from the brokenness. We don't need to hide from the pain because we know it will not win. We know death has been defeated. We can mourn with those who mourn. We can cry out with injustice. A transformed life does not equal an easy life. Jesus goes to the cross. Peter goes to his own cross later. As Herbert McCabe said, 
Christianity comes down to, to this. If you don't love, you're dead. And if you do love, they kill you for it. I think about that every day. <laughs> Moses did not see the promised land, but he saw God. We can't stay on mountains forever. We can't even paraglide down and avoid the hardship. We have to walk down that mountain, but we are not alone. God is with us. Jesus has walked down the mountain before us and walked to the cross before us. Jesus is the Passover lamb of God. And even though we are not there yet, we have seen a new day. And nothing can separate us from the love of God and Jesus Christ. Not sword or famine or polity or conference or president or governor or neighbor or boss or joy sucker or joy stealer. Not cancer or AIDS or heroin or meth. Not things present or things to come. Not good days or bad days. Not mortgages or bad landlords. Not surgeries or funeral. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And amazingly, transfiguration doesn't just take place on mountains. For as it says in Matthew 25, the face of Jesus is found transfigured on the faces of the poor, the hungry, the naked, the grieving. Jesus is not only in the mountains, but in the alleys, under bridges, under highways, in lonely ICUs, in traffic, wherever you don't want to be, that is where Jesus is. Jesus is not just inside places like this. And if we are not careful, Jesus may not be here anymore. So let us go down the mountain because God is not just found in the mountain. God is not just found in the sanctuary. Let us go down the mountain because there are people who are hurting in this world. And those same people as well are shining with the face of Jesus. And if we want to see our God, if we want to be with our God, we need to go to where God is. Let us go down the mountain because there are so many people in this world in need of some good news. There's so many people who need to be told that they are loved. That is why we have to come down the mountain. It is not for us, but for those out there. It is why our mission as a church is not to make ourselves feel better, but to make new disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. May God bless us in this. May God hold us up. May we hold each other up. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.